Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. My name is Jillian Humphrey, if this is the first time you're listening. And today is a very exciting episode of the podcast because it's my first time having a guest. So today, Lydia Cox will be joining me to discuss her experience with injury, her comeback from injury, her race mindset, and a bunch more. So a little bit about Lydia. She is my teammate at Brockport. She is a beautiful human inside and out and is just so supportive and I'm very lucky to know her and to have her as a teammate. She is more of a mid-distance runner but she kills any distance and I will just leave it to her to introduce herself. So thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Lydia about her experience. Okay, um, my name's Lydia. I'm a junior in college, and I'm an exercise science major. I started running when I was in the fifth grade, I believe. There was a local 5K that I did with my mom and her friends, and then I joined the modified cross-country team as soon as I could in the seventh grade. Um, And then I did cross-country and track all throughout high school. Um, My high school didn't have indoor track until I was a junior, and by then I was already, like, a committed member of the basketball team, so I did not do indoor track until I got to college. Um, I decided to run in college, I think, mostly because my senior year of track got canceled because of COVID. Uh, I graduated in 2020, and I felt like I had left a lot of things unfinished, um... And when the opportunity presented itself to me in college, I just kind of jumped on it. And, okay, I guess I wouldn't say I jumped on it. Um, I was very, very hesitant at first, if I'm being honest. And I kind of tried to quit right at the beginning before I think we even had official practices. Um, But my coach uh, told me that he knew I could do it. So I decided to just tough it out and I did it. And now I'm here talking with Jill. (laughs) So one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast is because I know you've dealt with a lot of obstacles that I'm sure a bunch of people go through, like specifically injury. And that's something that I can't really talk about because I've never really experienced a severe injury or a major setback with running, knock on wood. But um, (laughs) So yeah, I kind of just want you to discuss like, what, what your injury was and the challenges you faced mentally and physically with the injury. Yeah, so I was pretty injury prone in high school, but it was never anything like very severe, um, especially playing basketball in the winters and the summers. Like I basically always had a sprained ankle, um, <laughs> but that wasn't anything that I couldn't run through. Um, and when I got to college, I have kind of started experiencing like some health issues that are still in the process of getting figured out. Um, But essentially my freshman year in the fall, I broke my right fibula. And then about a year and a half later, I broke my left calcaneus, my left heel, sorry. Um, And then- Excited major over here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, about six months after that one, I broke my left fibula and All of them were stress fractures that kind of weren't like normal stress fractures. With a normal stress fracture, you kind of have like a couple weeks of buildup of like, oh yeah, this is starting to hurt worse after I run and now it hurts a little more and now it hurts all the time. Mine were all kind of just like, 
I'm fine. And then one day I can't walk anymore because it hurts so bad. Um, which is really hard to deal with, especially like just for it to come out of nowhere. Um, so my freshman year after the first one, I took the six, six to eight weeks. I don't remember what, but I took that time off in a boot. Um, and conveniently that happened to land right around the time of winter break, which was about three months that year because they sent us home for longer because of COVID precautions. Um, and that was really hard because, you know, like I didn't know how to navigate injury very well then. That was like my first big one that kind of like took me back. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't, I didn't cross train or run at all, obviously when I was in the boot and then coming back from the boot, I then got COVID <laughs> when I got out of the boot. So that was just like a really rough winter for me. Yeah. Um, and then I started biking that spring um, just to like try to regain some fitness while taking some impact off and but I didn't really like dive into it that spring I I just kind of did what I needed to do to like check the box on my training plan essentially um and then I started running again and that was great and I like bumped up my mileage and then um after my second stress fracture was when I really started getting into cross training and I just like, I really didn't think it was going to happen again. And then it did. And I didn't want to have to go through that whole process of rebuilding up fitness. And so I just dove into like, I am going to be a cyclist for however long I need to be a cyclist for. (laughs) And I'm still doing that. And I haven't gone back to running full time yet. Um, I'm mostly just cross training as much as I need to, um, to remain healthy. And my health is something that I'm very, very grateful for at this point in my running career. So after having one stress fracture and then a second and a third, I'm sure you were facing a couple points where you just wanted to give up. And what what stopped you from completely just throwing the towel in and never running again? Yeah, so after the first one, I kind of viewed as like, at the time, I viewed it as like, this is just like one setback, we'll just wear the boot, do a little cross training, we'll be fine, get through it. And then after the second one, I went to coach's office and I was like, I don't think I can do this again because coming back from the first one was so mentally taxing, just like not being able to run the way you used to run. And when I told him that, he was like, yeah, that's just like the easy way out though. Like you only think that right now, give it like a week or two and you won't think that anymore. And he was right, but, and I didn't want to quit. Um, but at the same time, it's very hard to see your teammates at practice every day competing and running and running fast and doing things that you love that you can't do. Um, so after the second one, I kind of viewed cross training as like, this is what I need to do in order to be able to run in the future. I didn't really think of it as like a long term, like I'm going to do this forever. Um, And then after the third one, when I got the third one, I had been doing like probably 50% running, 50% cross training. And I still got another stress fracture. And at that point, I was like, okay, I'm going to need to like cross train as much as I can so that I can just compete. Like, I kind of moved away from, I absolutely need to run every day. I absolutely need to hit my mileage every day. And it's just like, I can spend time on the bike or the elliptical 
and I can do workouts on the bike and the elliptical and they're gonna keep me fit enough that when it's time to step on the line, like I can still run and I can still compete. And so now I've kind of moved to biking or cross training my easy days and then running as many workouts as my body will handle, which is usually like two or three a week and then one race a week. So for somebody who's been running as long as you have, I'm sure you were just completely used to everything that comes along with the running workouts. So being injured and having no choice but to cross train, what were the biggest differences you found between running and biking? Well, the first thing is that nobody tells you how bad your quads are going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting you to say your butt because I go on the bike three times and I'm like, literally can't walk the next day because my butt hurts so bad. But yeah. <laughs> the first like 20 minutes of a bike ride when you're not used to biking hurts your quads so bad. So the first thing is that it takes a lot longer for your legs to warm up on a bike than like in a running workout. Um, the second thing is that you have to go completely by effort because the way I did bike workouts was like, we kind of tried to do a mat mile effort for like running or at 3k, 5k effort for running. And it's very difficult to kind of know what a running effort feels like on the bike. Um, so I kind of went by heart rate also just like trying to get a feel for what my breathing felt like at different efforts and try to compare that to how it would feel during a mile race. Um, because like, I'm not very familiar with watts or the resistance and all that varies on bike to bike. Mm -hmm. um, so trying to get effort-based training in um, was really difficult for a while. And then I kind of got the hang of it after like probably three or four weeks of bike workouts. And I'm really grateful that I had to do all those bike workouts because not only did it keep me fit, um, but one, there is nothing that will make you mentally stronger than doing a bike workout while staring at a blank screen and listening to the music that they play in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> because nothing Awful. like doing a workout to some Ed Sheeran music, am I right? <laughs> um, and two, it also, like, when I finally started doing running workouts again, it really helped me to, like, kind of just let go of paces and let go of staring at my watch for the whole workout and just run at whatever 3k effort feels like today. Do you feel like the bike workouts helped you become stronger as a runner? Yes, absolutely. Um, as a runner physically, because you're working a lot of different muscles than you normally would during running. So it can kind of help balance out like the posterior chain tightness that a lot of runners have. And also just like mentally, like I said, um, Two of my injuries were during the winter months, so they had to be on indoor trainers. And I am not a big fan of biking indoors, but it makes you mentally tough and um, you gotta find a way to get through it somehow. I, I get through it by, uh, sometimes I have Netflix dates with the, <laughs> with the bikes at the Cirque. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> One of my biggest struggles is staying present in races and just fighting my my brain <laughs> and I I normally go into a really negative place almost immediately and if, if not like before the race even starts I kind of take myself out so if you want to talk about the importance of being positive and your race mindset yeah so it's definitely been like a really big work in progress um for a long time I still obviously struggle with negativity during races and like getting too nervous. 
Um, and I think it's something that like our team has done a lot of work on this year as well. Um, for me, I know like, especially last year, I used to describe my brain during races like a Chinese finger trap, um, <laughs> which is just like, I felt like as soon as I had any thought during the race, I was just like fully encapsulated in that thought. And I was just stuck with it for the rest of the race. And I do sometimes still find myself like in those places. Um, but the biggest difference for me like this year has been, I just have so much more space in my brain when I'm racing and, and when I'm doing workouts, but I feel like the stress mostly comes from racing. Um, and I think the space has come from just like having a better, having better mental health, like outside of running, outside of practice, like other things in my life are not as stressful, I think, or like they maybe are as stressful, but I'm just better at handling them. Mm -hmm. And so I just have more space in my brain so that when a negative thought comes during a race, I have like the space to acknowledge it and then just like let it go. Because it's, it's really like, it's normal to have negative thoughts during a race because you're doing something that's really demanding on your body. And it's just like a psychological stress response for your brain to be like, this is hard, let's stop. And to acknowledge that that's normal and that your brain is just gonna do that and then let it go and then re-engage in the race is something that I've been working on a lot this year. So how have you like found that space? How have you worked to like, silence the negative thoughts a little bit more and and nobody's perfect it happens to everybody like yeah. you said like nobody's going to completely eliminate those thoughts but how have you or what ways have you found that work best for you with yeah you know what I'm saying well, I, I know what you're saying um like I said I think most of it comes from like I don't want to say you need to ignore it um because you shouldn't but I think my mental almost clarity I'm not I'm not saying I have mental clarity all the time okay <laughs> but I think the mental clarity that I experience when I'm having a good race comes from having a good week of school and having good nutrition and making sure I'm actually sleeping well and it's hard to stay on top of those things and it's hard not to get overwhelmed by other things for example like when I have a week with three exams and a project due and I'm having afternoon caffeine all the time. Like my brain space during that race is for the weekend is usually a lot smaller mm -hmm. because I have so many other things that are just taking up my like mental space. Yeah. So that leads us into our next topic, I feel like, of being a student athlete and finding that balance. Lydia is literally one of the smartest people I've ever <laughs> met in my life. She just got tutor of the year, Aww. and she's also my tutor, so <laughs> she's carrying me through um, survey of anatomy and physiology right now. So you've got a lot going on outside of running as well, so if you want to just talk about how over the past few years you've found a sort of balance. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes from just like the way I grew up, honestly. I um, grew up on a dairy farm, in case you didn't know um, <laughs> and my parents kind of just got me involved in so many things when I was a kid like I was involved in like Odyssey of the Mind which is like a creative problem solving team I was in like Science Olympiad and I was a three sport athlete and I showed cows and I did so many things when I was younger and so I've definitely gotten very good at like 
prioritizing things and um, multitasking when necessary. Um, and so for me in college, I one thing that I do that I recently told Joe about, I write a sticky note on my computer of my weekly to-do list of just things that are due like by Sunday, the end of this week. And then mm -hmm. I also have a little section of extra stuff, which can involve like do my laundry, like <laughs> take care of yourself. Yeah, which um, is huge because I mean, yeah. as student athletes, it's so easy to forget the little things like mm -hmm. wash your face, yes. <laughs> clean your room. Like, and it mm -hmm. sounds silly, but like it, it's hard. Like you're exhausted from mm -hmm. so many things going on. And but. I like recently, well, not always, not recently. I do usually do this especially when I'm having like a lot of things build up on my plate. So usually towards midterms or end of the semester, I add to my extra list, like be nice to yourself. And that way, every time I open my computer, like I see that and like, you got to give yourself some grace mm -hmm. and you're doing a lot. Even if, even if you don't think you are, you're probably doing more than, more than you think you are. Yeah. Exactly. As student athletes, we find ourselves a lot of the time in situations where we have a big race that weekend and a bunch of schoolwork to do throughout the week and we can't really find one thing to like relax our mind with. But in times of high stress, what do you do to try to combat that that high stress? Yeah, um, well, one thing about me is that I am not a night owl. I'm always a morning person. Um, so I do this especially like, especially when I'm more stressed, I go to bed a little bit earlier um, but I go to bed pretty early for a college student anyway. I have almost a non-negotiable bedtime of 11 o'clock. It is very rare you will find me up that late. Um, and usually it's only when I have something due the next day that I have not started yet. <laughs> but I did catch her at a rare time up at 11.30 to help me with my quiz. So I lucked out. <laughs> so yeah, I especially when I'm stressed, I go to bed earlier. And I also give myself, I also have a little bedtime routine that I don't do all the time, but I do find myself doing it a lot more when I am stressed. I just have like a cup of tea and a little sweet treat, which usually Hi. is like a Girl Scout cookie. Usually it's a, <laughs> usually it's a Girl Scout cookie, not going to lie, but that just like kind of gets me in like the mood for bedtime. So that way I can fall asleep because... Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie, like, I do go on my phone, like, for 30 minutes before bed, but doing those other things kind of just helps me feel like it's bedtime. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that I do when I'm very stressed, <laughs> when I'm very stressed, I give myself an hour and a half to watch a movie, <laughs> which is, like, so weird, but it's kind of just, like, a reward that I do, like, mm -hmm. maybe at night instead of Instead of scrolling on TikTok for half an hour, I am just going to, like, sit in my bed and watch a movie. And that's something that, like, it's like turning your brain off. I am a big, like, I am a big advocator for doing things that make your brain feel like mush. Like, <laughs> not all the time, but when you're using your brain so much for school and practice and staying engaged in races... Like, it's exhausting, and you need something to, like, just completely turn your brain off and, like, mindlessly play Minecraft for an hour at <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just got to do it. Um, and then the other thing that I do is when I'm very stressed, I reach out to my friends. Um, I'm very fortunate to have surrounded myself with very positive people who just, like, 
give off love all the time Aww. and <laughs> and it's it's really like made a big difference for me like as opposed to surrounding yourself with people who are constantly negative surrounding yourself with positive people like can help you can help pull you out of like a negative spiral but you have to do your part in reaching out to them you can't expect people to help you if you don't reach out to finish off the episode, I have a couple just random questions that I'm curious to hear your response, and I'm sure other people are as well. So my first question for you is, what did it feel like to race again after injury? I guess if you want to talk about your, you pick a stress fracture. <laughs> you pick one, two, or three. Okay, um, I'm going to pick three <laughs> because, <laughs> because I think three was where I just made the most progress, like... Um, because three was definitely the most devastating to me because it came, like, right before championship season during cross country. Um, so my first indoor race back and just, like, that whole first indoor season, it was literally last season, so I don't know why I'm talking about it, like, it was so long ago. But, yeah, the previous indoor season, it was just, every time I raced, I was just, like, so happy to be there. And... I just remind. It was just. It really reminded me how much I love to just compete, and it took like a lot of pressure away from myself because I just needed to like show up and and just do it because yeah. when I feel like when you've been doing something for so long, it it can almost take a little bit of the joy away from it. So mm-hmm. my injuries have been like like little mini resets, and it's just given me something like okay, I just worked my butt off on the bike for, like, two months. Like, now let's see it pay off. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool, especially because our team grew so much um, this season, or this this whole year, honestly. And so it was really just inspiring to be able to run next to my teammates and to be able to race with them was really cool. And I was just very thankful for the opportunity to be able to run and to test my fitness. Yeah, and I think I I kind of talked about that in my last episode about, like, the importance of gratitude. Mm -hmm. And when you're in a mindset like, oh, I don't even want to be here, yeah, you're not going to race well. But when you're excited to be there and you're grateful for the opportunity to be healthy and to compete, it I'm sure it shows in the race and in any other sport, really. But, yeah, it's really important to come back to, like, why you started. So my next question is how important do you think a positive team atmosphere as well as a – um, positive coaches. How important do I think it is? Oh, it's totally not important. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Um, obviously, having a supportive environment is like crucial for success in sport, and it's something that I've been like, like insanely thankful for to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, coming here is just. I don't know, in high school, we never really focused on like the mental aspect of running or racing and just like how are you doing? Like, that's just something that, like, I feel like high school coaches kind of just leave out Mm -hmm. um, because they're so focused on competing. And maybe that's a generalized statement, but it is a little bit of what my experience was. And I love the way that our coach emphasizes mental health. And I just think that he's done a really great job cultivating um, a positive environment um, where we can all just run for something bigger than ourselves. Yeah. So I talked about this before in a previous episode, 
And it's so easy when you're on such an amazing team like we are to constantly be comparing yourself to others. And I guess explain your experience with comparison and how you cope with that. Yeah. I mean, it's been like, like I just said, it's been like so cool just to see our program grow. Um, And of course, it comes with the stress of, oh, this person used to be slower than me and now they're faster than me. But it, I just look at it like it, it doesn't have to be stress. It can be joy for your teammates. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing the same work that you're doing and it clicks for everyone at different times. Um, and the biggest thing for me this year has just been like, like being grateful to race with my teammates because that's somebody that I train next to every day. And if they're making a move in the race, then that means I can make it a move a move in a race. Yeah. And then it's like, go with them like you know them they're suffering through this too like mm-hmm. you you can suffer for them just like they're suffering for you yeah that's a, that's a really good way to look at it yeah. like don't compare but be inspired by yeah. it okay and then finally what is your advice to runners and other athletes who are currently facing an injury or yeah um i guess just like injury doesn't have to mean a loss of fitness if we're talking like running specifically, um, it can be a really good opportunity for a reset. It can be a good opportunity to uh, diversify yourself as an athlete and as a person. Um, I know like for my first injury when I wasn't really into biking, I'm not going to lie, I really did not like biking Mm -hmm. during my first injury. But like I just did a lot of weightlifting, which I hadn't been doing before because I didn't want to be sore for workouts. So, like, you can always, when you take something like running away, you have more room to put yourself into other aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, for me, like, taking running away meant that I became a cyclist. And it just made me be grateful for being able to move my body more. And I lied. I have one more question for you. (laughs) So what are your future plans and can you see running in your future? Okay. Okay. That's a good one. Um, Well, I want to go to physician assistant school. I'm not sure if I said that in the beginning or not, but um, that is a very taxing grad school. Um, They don't allow you to work during it. So I do see myself, like, probably exercising to some extent, um, probably as a form of stress relief. Um, (laughs) I probably won't be doing anything competitive during those two years, but after that, I would love to do an Ironman. Okay. That's, like, my big, like, someday when I'm a little less injury prone, I want to do an Ironman. I've done... I've done a couple triathlons. I did them um, with my mom and her friends uh, for uh, breast cancer research when I was, like, in high school, and I really love them. And, you know, I'm already two-thirds of the way there. Yeah, that shows that, like, your cross-training can open a door to new opportunities, and you might like it even better. Like, I know a lot of the pros who have had injuries, like Colleen Quigley. Yep. She, like, is a triathlete now, and that all stemmed from her having, like, a stress fracture, wasn't yep. it? So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you for being my first guest on the podcast. 
as a freshman transitioning to college, it's not easy, but having somebody like Lydia to help me navigate the way is has been really helpful, and she's somebody I aspire to be just like, and she's a smarty pants, so. I have one more thing to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, if you're a freshman in college, I've been telling this to all of our freshmen all year, your freshman year is unbelievably hard. Even if you don't think it is, even if you think you're taking stupid classes that have nothing to do with your major, just the transition to like keeping yourself alive on your own is so immensely difficult. And in the future years, you'll be looking back on freshman year and be like, wow, that was so hard. How did I do that? <laughs> yeah, this is awful. <laughs> I'm kidding. So if your freshman year is really hard, it's okay. It's completely normal. And find yourself a Lydia, and when you're not a Aww. freshman, be a Lydia. <laughs> okay, thank you for listening. Say bye, Lydia. Bye. <laughs>